and welcome to Perspectives with Lisette and Martina. I, I should have did like my general, like this is, but that's okay. You know, we, right. we, we have plenty of time to do that. Uh, Cause this is, this is our show. This is, this is us. Um, so yeah, we are in 2023. Um, we're not really going to do a catch up right now. That's going to be like, you know, either you have already seen that video by this point or, you know, it's just a brief video, just highlighting what we're going to be focusing on in 2023. Um, but really, you know, <laughs> a little bit of backstory here. Lisette <laughs> and I have been sitting here for like the last hour. <laughs> because we have, you know, we, you know, oh, we're both planners. I'm a Capricorn and she's a Virgo. So we're planner people and we think ahead. So, you know, we got the year kind of already stretched out what we want to do. But, you know, we were like, what do we want to talk about first? And so we literally spent an hour going back and forth about two topics, which we will generally talk. I mean, we will get to both, you know, eventually. And we'll probably have multiple episodes about, about both topics. But we literally were sitting here and we got so heated. And Lisette's like, shit, let's just go ahead and record. Like, this is like, we, you know, <laughs> yes. we've been talking about this for an hour. Let's just go. <laughs> yes. Yes, we had to. We had to like pause. I had to pause us because we were just going on a roll. We kept going. We even kept going. So essentially, that's what we're, I think, I think we're gonna uh, keep it with, you know, um, tradition a little bit. We're gonna focus on healthcare. I mean, healthcare is gonna be a theme, yeah. I think, forever for like perspective. Forever. Especially for us. <laughs> it is us, you know, that's just what we do. You know, that's what I, you know, we do with our nine to five. That's, you know, what we're gonna focus on. But today, listen, I think you explained this better than I do. You go ahead. <laughs> All right, so um, Martina and I have been talking, as she mentioned for the last hour, uh, really around healthcare, but specifically around obesity. Um, if you're watching this, you do know that Martina and I are bigger women. We have talked about this. We've had dating while fat, being a plus size girl, you know, around fashion. And we've, we even talked about healthcare. Uh, being a plus size uh, woman uh, and in sort of our experiences. Uh, but recently, um, unless you've been, you know, not paying attention to the news or even social media, uh, there's been a lot of conversations and a lot of discussion around weight loss medication mm -hmm. um, and weight loss drugs um, and who should be taking it, who shouldn't be taking it. Why, you know, people suddenly, all these fitness gurus out here, suddenly medical professionals saying how it was bad for you and like how people shouldn't be depending on these weight loss drugs. You're just going to gain the weight back if you, you know, once you're done taking it, there's all these conversations. Um, so um, like for me, I'm actually on one of them. Um, and I'm taking it because I have legitimate health uh, concerns and, and, and issues that require for me to take it. And we'll get into it. I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not embarrassed about it. Um, so we'll get into it. So Martina and I were chatting and we were like, we were like, we need to bring this up because this, this is part of our conversations, our journeys, and something that impacts us as women, us as a women of color, women of color who are, you know, uh, fat women and, and, and obese and overweight and whatever you want to classify us as. Not, whatever they want to find. Whatever, whatever you want to define us as. Yes. You know, and there's so many nuances to it, right? So there's the there's the health reasons, there's the the health benefits to to these medications, and there's the conversation about prevention versus waiting until you have a disease to do something about it um and then there's a conversation about just the healthcare system and uh health insurance and the role that insurance plays uh into access to uh mm -hmm. you know medication that will actually help you uh prevent diseases um and the role that that plays and we went to a down a rabbit hole of just the history yeah. of insurance in America, like healthcare insurance in America. And that's where we got heated. Yeah. It just, we were reading certain things 
And if you just change certain words, it's as if you were as if they were describing our modern day healthcare insurance and healthcare system issues. Uh, and I was getting heated because I was like, I can't believe since like the early 1900s, we'd be having the same issues and the same yeah, problems with health insurance. Cussed. She cussed. She never cussed unless she real heated. <laughs> Boy. It was, it's just, um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, probably going to be multiple episodes because it's, it's, it's not a one and done uh, conversation. Um, but it really, it's really been interesting to see it play out, particularly in social media, right? Because social media, you get a spectrum of, you get your healthcare professionals that, ha- that have platforms, you have uh, actual doctors who work in obesity and like weight management and who are experts and have like science and things to back up why these medications are actually uh, worthwhile and they're good for people and they're helping people become you know healthier and better. And then you have healthcare professionals who are out here shaming people for taking this medication. And then you have your fitness gurus who have suddenly, like I mentioned, become experts in healthcare and medicine um, and are shaming people who are taking this. And, and it goes back to the same thing that we've talked about before, Martina, about like, oh, you should just be able to do it, you know, out of willpower and your own willpower and pick yourself up from your own bootstraps and be able to just work hard and 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 lose weight and just, you know, everything whatever else you do but then you have whole industry of you know health product health products that are supposed to help you lose weight met these medicines pills powders teas but ain't nobody ain't nobody saying anything about that and you know people who have been overweight and struggling taking that they rather you take that and like do all of that yeah instead of taking a medication that actually helps you has benefits to you but like no you go and struggle go take these you know powders and pills and teas you know and and do that and then just go to the gym versus doing this I was like again the way we talked about it was science versus capitalism <laughs> we, we kind of came up with this that may be the title for this for these what? conversations in this series but yeah. it really kind of ties into a lot but i'm gonna pause i'm gonna let martina <laughs> share her thoughts get, get into it she's still she's still very heated um yeah. but yes like you know both of us we you know we are larger women. And as Lisette mentioned, she's on one of the one of these drugs and I'm on another one. So we're both on drugs. I hate saying the word drugs. I hope people know. I, I know, right? Like, you know, I, am, I am anti-drug over here, okay? So we are on uh, medication. We're both on two different medications for the same issue here to help like with weight loss well that's just a factor in it but to help with our medical conditions and it just happens weight loss is just one of the things that comes along like with this medication right. a side effect yes it's a, it's a side effect because it, you know and really you know that's how my doctor described it to me um she was like you know this will help you you know with your medical conditions and just to you know have an added benefit you'll lose weight you know that's one of the side effects of it um, and I think, you know, one of the things, you know, that we were talking about earlier is to, to kind of, you know, in this country, in the United States, we're so about being reactionary with like, not just healthcare. I mean, you know, we talk about police brutality. We talk about, you know, all sorts of things on here that just operates that way in this country. And I think it's definitely the same for healthcare because as, as you're saying, science versus capitalism, as long as you're sick, that's a business. I mean, as we have said yeah. many times before, healthcare unfortunately is a business. And I say that unfortunately and fortunately, because there are people out there who are doing good things and they just happen to be making money for it. Um, because we yeah. live in a world where you have to have money to live. Um, but I think, you know, I'm trying to think of this in a frame of mind. What we're saying is that this whole thing about people who are obese, who may not necessarily have 
any conditions, any medical conditions just yet. It's almost like people are upset about that. It's like, well, why don't you just wait until you get like high cholesterol or wait until you get diabetes? For what? So you can have something to say about that too? The whole point in this country, we should be more preventative. I mean, we don't spend enough time and I don't think resources talking about preventative care and just Mm -mm. prevention overall in this country, again, across many different areas, but especially in healthcare, that should be the number one thing should be prevention. We shouldn't be so reactionary. If there's a way to help people who are struggling, and as we now know, people who are categorized as obese, a lot of that is tied to genetics, just like many other things, just like the color of your hair, the color of your skin. It's genetics. You can't do anything about it. But for some reason that like, people find that so difficult to believe that obesity is genetics. And again, it's, you know, we have a lot of fat shaming, you know, we just have a lot of shaming of people who are bigger. And again, you know, I just think this is just so interesting, but I'm not surprised that this is the way that this country has decided to go with this, with this medicine or with these different medicines. Um, Because again, you know, even if somebody, like I said, they may not have diabetes, they may not have high blood pressure, but they may be obese. They may be larger than they should be. Why is that everybody else's problem? I just don't like, even if they're taking this medicine just to lose weight, that's not your problem. That's not Mm -hmm. your problem. I don't, it's because I feel like people continuously insert themselves into people's lives and problems. Honey, we all have enough problems to deal with. Why do you want to insert yourself for a group of people who are trying to be healthier? You know, they're trying to, you know, be medically healthier. And if they just happen to be taking a medicine to help them lose weight, why is that really anybody's business? That's my thing. That's kind of a big thing for me. Like, it's not your business. How is this impacting like a fitness guru or all these, you know, mean people, their comments on social media or just in media in general? Like what, what does this have anything to do with anybody else's lives, but that person's mm-hmm. like, that's their own journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's my biggest takeaway right now. Yeah. I think one of the things is you were just right now talking, like it's definitely between like for me, it's between me and my doctor, right? If my doctor believes that this is going to benefit me, this is going to help me in the long run to prevent me from having heart disease, mm-hmm. having strokes, you know, all these things that could happen if I, you know, continue the tra- trajectory that I was, even though I was trying like, right. Like I was trying, I had taken medication. I had, you know, done it. And then when you think about like medication that I was like multiple medications for different kinds, like it just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Um, but to your point of like, this is between that person and whoever their doctor is. And if their doctor believes this is going to help them, then why how's it impacting you like you know sort of the conversation between uh that I've been hearing on on social media a lot um is people um taking the medication from those that's medication uh, is meant for you know those that are type two mm-hmm. uh, that have type two diabetes. Uh, and people are like, oh, you're taking it away from from those that really need it. It's a life saving medication. I don't have access to it because there's shortages and right. Uh, that's a whole other conversation yes. to be had about the shortages and the pharmaceutical companies and capital. Like, there's a lot there to unpack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, but if they're taking it because they're obese, right? And they're taking it because they're prevent, they want to prevent uh, 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 
hear about froze on my I just like I hear part of you. But then I okay, now you're back. Like the okay. head he just had froze for a minute. I was like, no, she's saying okay. stuff. Okay, but I think you might, I think you're back now. You're back. Okay. Uh let's see if it stays that way. <laughs> Um, but I was saying, like, you know, if, if they're making that healthcare decision for themselves, mm -hmm. right, and they're 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 preventing the disease that you might have, whether it's diabetes, you know, being pre-diabetic, um, you know, even just thinking about like cholesterol, like high cholesterol, and thinking about high blood pressure, all these things that could lead to much more serious yes. uh, issues. Um, yeah, that's a healthcare decision that they've made with their with their doctor, with their physician. And it shouldn't be, they shouldn't be shamed for taking a medication that's helping them, that's making, I'm like, the stories that, that I've seen, you know, whether it's, you know, on social media of, you know, you know, individuals who have been on this medication have said, you know what, I was going down a, a path where, you know, I was, you know, I was pre this, or I was having this, and I just, you know, I just couldn't lose the weight. Like I did everything and it just wasn't working. You know, people that have been, that are binge eaters, you know, and, and people that understand how hard it is to lose weight. And they're like, this has just helped me be able to make the right choices, right? The right health choices and be able to eat less or just be able to do the things that I've been wanting to do, but never have been able to. And now I'm, you know, losing the weight I'm becoming healthier I'm starting to exercise I'm you know eating my eating habits have changed like all these things I'm like good for you yay for you being able to do that because I'm like that's the whole point like you said our healthcare systems our health the conversation around healthcare never really talk about prevention right like it's never it's more like oh I go to the doctor once something is wrong with me like yeah. It's not, and that's how our society has built up healthcare. Like it's like, hey, you you go, you treat when you have something. And you know, I remember, um, I think it was like this time, maybe last year, when we had uh, Dr. Mejia um, talking about healthcare, and he is, I remember him talking about prevention being so important for our communities, particularly Black and Brown communities, and how important it is. And I was like, if this could help prevent the diseases that are killing our black, are killing our black and brown communities, then why can't it be an option for us? Yes. You know, and are there people who are taking it to lose like five, 10 pounds or like 20 pounds? Yeah, there's, you you see it, you see the celebrities. And I think people who are taking it for reasons that are just very much like cosmetic. Yeah you know, like cosmetic in the sense of like, yes. I'm a celebrity, I have the money I want to take because I just, you know, it's easy or whatever. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Like that's for us to unpack and dig in. I think there are those. Um, but a lot of people who are taking this medication who are not type two di diabetic um, are really taking it because they've struggled with weight their either their whole lives. Um, women who have just struggled it because they have PCOS. Um, and if you don't know what PCOS is, it messes up with a bunch of your hormones. It makes it harder for women to just lose weight in general. You know, you're deregulated, you know, your hormones are like out of whack, all these things. And it makes it really hard to lose weight. You could be doing all of the right things. All, all right. of you could be exercising, you could be eating healthy, you could be on a calorie deficit every day. And that weight just ain't budging because PCOS tends to be an insulin resistant mm -hmm. uh disease. Like that's what it, that's what it is. Like a lot of women who have that also know that they're insulin resistance. If you don't and insulin resistance is sort of like you know with diabetes, like your body just is not. So like this medication has helped. I mean, I've seen so many women who have PCOS just say like, once I started taking it, a lot of my PCOS symptoms and everything were just going away. And then I, I started dropping the pounds and just being able to do what I haven't been able to do. And I'm like, amazing. Yeah. It's like, why aren't we lifting up more of these stories versus the stories of these, you know, rich and celeb, you know, and famous people who are using it because 
they have the money to pay right out of pocket yep. for it because this medication is expensive. Yes. I, mean, I girl, this, I was waiting for I was waiting for one of us to get into because I was like, like I don't know if we got time for this today, but you, the damn phone. I know, like, I know we're kind of jumping around, but yeah. it's it's just there's so much to unpack. There's so, there's so much to unpack. Yeah, but I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause. Well, well shit. What did you just say? Because like before I say a pharmaceutical. <laughs> I said um rich and famous people yes, taking the, it. The price. Uh, because they can afford it because of the price. Yes. The price. Well, you know, for instance, um, for the medication that you're on, I mean, thank heavens you have insurance. Because if not, it's like over a thousand dollars. And this oh, is it's like, not even it's not even my insurance. It's because the company that makes it has a savings card. That damn savings card. That's my it. insurance don't cover it. We're we're gonna get into that later. That damn savings card. And so and okay, because so, I remember you telling me about some of this when you first started, and the yeah. fact because I remember I think you knew the exact fucking price. You were like, oh, I know this is how much it costs. Okay, yeah. and I when your card, know it. I can tell you right now. Wait, and with your card, it's only what, like $25, 15 $25. Yeah, it's like, and the long story short is, is that, you know, I think to back up a bit, you know, we're talking about this, this weight loss, um, prevention medicine, there are shortages. And, you know, to me, when I hear stuff like shortages, you know, okay, most of y'all who watch, y'all know I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Now, I ain't no crazy conservative Republican you know, conspiracy theorists, but no, I can believe no, no. in some conspiracy theories. Now for me, when I hear, okay, there's a shortage in this medication and people who really need it can't have it. First thing I think about is like pharmaceuticals. I'm like, listen, why are you not making enough? Now I get it, the whole supply and demand, but supply and demand also goes back to capitalism as well. So why is this issue of like mm. there is a shortage happening? Because I feel like why are you not being able to produce it at the rate that it needs to be? Now, if somebody has some much more uh, educated information around this, I would love to know because to me, I just think like they're saying shortage and that's just kind of bullshit. Like why yeah. is there a shortage? I, I don't get that. I don't get it. You know, hell, we've had a shortage for fucking baby formula for fucking forever, yet some people can get it. I don't understand. That's just a whole, that's again, that's a different topic. But that's kind of the first thing I thought. And then the pharmaceuticals. This is how we ended up going down that rabbit hole. Yes, because as we have said on here again, many times, the insurance companies, pharmaceuticals, they're way too involved in healthcare. And somewhere in our history in the United States, from a policy standpoint, this has been allowed to happen. And nowadays, if you hear people have insurance, most of the time it's tied to their job. I don't know if I know anyone. Well, maybe one person I knew back in the day. This not even recently because now she's employed. She had to get on the ACA. But everyone I know, they have insurance through their jobs. And it's basically like, you know, until you know, we really got ACA, which is again, just like a Band-Aid, like you always say. Um, mm -hmm. Most people couldn't get insurance if you do not have a job. You're either gonna yeah. pay out the wazoo every month to have maybe even just some basic ass insurance. Let's not even get started with some of the top notch insurance companies where, you know, it might be close to a thousand, maybe more a month. I don't know because I'm yeah. one of those people, I get insurance through my, through my, uh, my company and you know just again we continued looking like how did this get started like how did insurance and medical coverage and care get tied to work and i said i think you had stumbled upon it was like something from like the 1920s right like some yeah. miners and people working in the forest and the company wanted to make sure that their employees had medical coverage what yeah. is something like that let right me, let me pull it up because i kept it open so it was, the, it was during like the early 1900s. So yes. we're looking at like the industrial revolution um, uh, where obviously these are manufacturing jobs mm -hmm. and there was a lot of workplace injuries. Um, so 
it, like unions were growing stronger and there was this whole thing of like okay we need to start offering like sickness protection so it wasn't ins- like healthcare insurance but it was like sickness protection um but during that time there was a bill that was being proposed um and it was the american association of labor legislation so it was legislation being proposed um which basically would have been like almost like a precursor or sort of like like universal health care kind of thing so it would be like you know they were saying is like compulsory insurance would be yes. provided through the government um what was interesting was that the ama the ama is the american medical association um was supporting the initial bill but then like doctors were being concerned about how they would be compensated uh because you know you would have this universal health care which is what I mentioned earlier I was getting heated because I was like it sounds like the exact same thing that we're hearing today um about it of universal health care um so then the AMA was like oh no we're no longer supporting this because it's just too much uh issues and it so became that there were so much opposition that eventually it just was like no it's cutting like I think like businesses like insurance like private insurance at the time was like, no, it's going to put us out of business. Sounds same thing as today. Uh, or was going to cut into their profits. Similar thing as today. So the legislation just, you know, was done for. And I think there was like, I think I remember mentioning to you, there was a progressive party that yeah. was uh, at that time also championing like a national health service or like public health care for like, I think like unemployed and the elderly. Mm-hmm. Um and again, like the AMA and other organizations were like opposed to that too. So like, I was like, why does this sound like it's happening today? Like, I swear, it's just what's Same happening. Thing. Just a hundred years like, more later. So then eventually like the Progressive Party was like done for. And then these legislations just kind of went away. Um, even even like the working class uh, of the time was like not really supportive of like having like this you know, healthcare, and it's like, oh my gosh! But they were like saying, like, if the U.S. had uh, gone through this and pushed it and really kind of pushed for this public support and like done everything they had to do, we probably would have gotten that universal healthcare that a lot of other European nations at the time were also like on their way to getting uh, and then sort of starting. Um, so it's just like, to me a fascinating to see and hear a lot of the same issues and like conversations that were happening back then you know this is like 1916 you know like um there were this happened to and compared to today it's a lot of the same thing and a lot of the same players um making the same sort of arguments as to why we shouldn't have it you know cut into profits it's good you know what about you know doctors being compensated what about all these like different things and that's why we said science versus capitalism because it's the same conversation but it really kind of goes to show like whoa like we we could have had universal health care um but the same sort of players and same type of individuals that were opposed it then are still opposed to it now um and then there's a whole other timeline of like you know just things kind More of kind of progressing and yes. you know i think i think we got into like the employer sponsored healthcare was happening like during world war ii is where it's sort of the idea and all of that kind of started um into having more like employers providing health care uh uh to their employees well, and it also reminds me that the working class put their foot in their mouth again. As we typically <laughs> do. When we think, you know, when I think about some people who are part of the conservative party um, or just regular poor folk and honey, they gonna stand on that hill. They gonna die on that hill. And these people, these people in this party who have the control of this party, who are dominant, they don't give two shits. I mean, honestly, I think most politicians would like that in general, but I'm specifically talking about conservatives at this instance. Um, they don't care. And it's just like, it's so fascinating to me when I see people who just kind of stand up for these things 
that I'm like, you're really just hurting yourself. You're just hurting yourself. You can think about, you'd rather be on the street, child not have anything. But I guess you just, you gonna stand in this ideology. I can't explain. I really can't. Like I can understand people, um, you know, sometimes things can be hard to accept, but not at the detriment of me and my family. That's just not happening. It's just, I'm gonna just have to, you know, bite the bullet and just move on. Yeah. Um, but the overall, yes, the thing in this is that we went down this rabbit hole because we wanted to know, like, how did we get into this, like, insurance being attached to, or health insurance being attached to a job and kind of where it all started. And it's really quite fascinating because, you know, like you said, if Americans just would have pushed this, I can never say the word, let us, let us, legislation. I can't say it. Bill, the bill, that, that bill. If we push that bill through, we might have been somewhat just like countries in Europe or even our neighbor Canada. Yeah. Maybe. We would have been on that. We would have been on that path. We would have been on that path. Yeah. We would, we, it would have been like whatever would benefit obviously the United States of America and like whatever, but we would have been, you know, and we, we would not be having the same conversation we are today. And again, when we were reading and sort of sharing who the players were, those that were opposing, those that were for, very similar to today. I was like, <laughs> the same damn players. It could be like, <laughs> like the Republican Party over here. You got the Democrats who are very, you know, moderate. You know, then you have the progressives out here who are like, hey, we yeah. got to do an overhaul of it all. We need to do an overhaul. You know, that's also another, t- another video for discussion of fucking overhaul of the American par- politics in general, um, because this two-party system is obviously not working. Again, that's a topic for another day. But it really is because it's just thinking about, uh, you know, you also mentioned the AMA. Um, And now, you know, if anyone is in healthcare or, you know, following, you know, the AMA now, obviously they've been around for quite some time. Um, And obviously, you know, they have a whole different campaign now. It's all about equity social determinants of health and you know a leopard can change their spots however like most associations that are for profit um they only gonna push so far you know they only gonna say so much um because when it starts messing with the money we gotta be careful we can't we can't we don't want to make you know we don't want to lose these hundreds of thousands of dollars, a million dollars a year. We gotta be careful. We gotta be careful. So um, I do think that's a that's an interesting thing with and yeah, you know, we're talking about the AMA. It's not just them. There are other organizations as well who are, you know, they're similarly trying to make yeah, things. No, it's work. not. Um, yes. But it, it's so amazing that like they know just how far to go. They're not gonna go too far. Because like I said. If they gotta lose money, they ain't doing it. They just, they just not gonna do it. And again, you know, it goes back to healthcare being a business, but at the same time, I'm like, to the detriment of so many people. That, I mean, I think that's the thing, and, you know, you and I have talked about this because we care so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why, you know, we, oh, we got into public health and healthcare and, you know, different people get into healthcare for various reasons. You know, there are a lot of different careers and different, paths in healthcare. But, you know, particularly, I always think if you're going to be in this industry, you need to care. And it's so unfortunate that so many people don't. And like I said, I'm not trying to stop anybody from having a decent living. Because again, we live in a capitalist world. You got to be able to pay your bills. You want to put your kids through school. I get that. But at what cost to everyone else, even yourself? Because, you know, in many ways, Americans are just so damn oppressed. We continue to oppress each other day in and day out we just mm-hmm. continue to do it and you know like it's to me it's you know it's always like this push or pull either way because yes people need to have a living but look at all that it's costing for people if you can just say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done because we always say on this podcast is that these systems are working exactly how they're supposed to obviously the people who are benefiting from them are doing very well and everyone else can go to hell that's just it and you said so much (laughs) in that 
in the tavern but i think you know kind of bringing it you know kind of full circle or sort of connecting it back to where we kind of started um the way the conversation around obesity right and the way that that this sort of medication has been put into the the forefront because this medication isn't new right like it's not new it's been around um but it but it wasn't until people were more people were using it more people were are putting their stories out there um and people who have lost you know amounts of weight like talking about like 50 60 pounds in a couple months mm-hmm. you know and there's and, and, and sort of saying like how great they're feeling and how you know how their numbers have improved how their a1c's have gone from like double digits to single digits and like you know their cholesterol numbers have you know just improved like immensely and like their blood pressure is normal like they've never had normal blood pressures and now they're like dude like 120 over 80 like you know perfect blood for like and it wasn't until the, because and I think it goes back to what you said like the way our society and apparently our, especially our United States like our American thinking in the way like you should you should suffer and have to work hard to get something and it's like because nobody bats an eye when someone goes to get uh gastric bypass surgery right nobody's as like oh don't do we're like if you need it you should get that but the complications of having a surgery the complications that come from just a the you know infections you can get from just from a surgery the complications post-surgery like all these things like they really would rather you suffer and go through that because nobody's like oh you should no that you shouldn't do that like that that's like no people are like oh but because you're suffering right you're suffering and you're gonna have to like work for it um, and you're gonna have to suffer for a good amount of time and you're gonna be like all these things that's better that's better than you taking this medication because it makes it seem like it's easier like it's not easier like it's not like it's you're suddenly like it's just like you're just sitting here and the fat's just like going away like that's not like it works well, we don't know in this country you, hate fat people. you know this country hates fat people they, they yeah. do they're you know that that's i think kind of the main thing here again what the hell does it have to do with other people <laughs> i like, just it just goes back to like what you mentioned like there is this mentality in this country of fat people we talked about it if you go back to like our plus size series and even even during our dating while fat series that we did we talk about like this hatred that is that exists for fat people Mm -hmm. um this sort of like desire to like shame us to make us feel less than you know and sort of like you know fat is ugly and it's like um no your attitude is ugly like your thought process is ugly (laughs) like you know it isn't because we all go we all have a journey like for me like you know we've talked about this before you and I like always being the bigger girl always being you know the yes. fat friend in, in in the circle of friends not being able to you know really kind of go shopping like you know normally would you know like I would I would avoid those social kind of interactions like I hated going shopping with with skinny friends I was like I, I try to avoid them I never that's why I was never that friend I was like that's I don't know if I'm just if I'm introverted or if it was just I made myself introverted because or you have to go look like you know you got to look at the accessories or look at the shoes well hell not even shoes because we've talked about shoes are really on design they never work cute shoes are for you know narrow narrow feet people but it's that thing like you always got to go like i'm gonna just look at the hats girl or i'm gonna look at the jewelry let me go look at purses look at purses and i think this is what we want to talk about capitalism and this is tangent I, I think this is why I ha- I love handbags. I love handbags. Yeah. I love handbags because handbags always fit. Mm-hmm. Always fit. At least the kind I like. Always fit. 
I love me a crossbody. You do love your crossbodies. Yes, you do. I don't know if I love it because it's a crossbody or because it hides my hide my little belly. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It hide, I put it right here. Hide my little belly. Right and you feel safe. Yeah. Very yeah. safe. Secure. Yes. Secure. Like I, I can hold it right here. So I don't know. Like I think that is an addiction. Yes. Go ahead. But the thing of like the trauma that the hate of fat people has caused for fat people in this country, like somebody be somebody should be paying my bill to go to therapy because this country has messed a lot of us up. The government should be offering us free therapy. Just go out here. Get your on us. Because this country has messed us all up in so many different ways. I mean, if y'all have been following us, y'all know we talk about racism, white supremacy, you know, patriarchy, um, all these things, all these systems that are still in place. Like we, I remember once in in that plus size series, we talked about how the hate and sort of um, the disgust and everything with, with fat bodies, mm-hmm. you know, it's rooted in racism, right? Like it's it's rooted in that, and just sort of this idea and and this thing of like, particularly women of color you know, the, the backlash about being a, a fat woman and what it dictates, you know, you know, it, it'd be interesting to even have like perspectives of like white women who are overweight versus women of color who are overweight and just the experiences that we we go through could differ, you know, it could differ because, I mean, I know it differs, you know, but it'd be interesting to see like where they overlap and where they differ because it's like, again, we go back to these conversations about obesity in America and how obesity is not seen as a disease. Um, I was telling you about this off camera. I was telling to Martina that I was watching a TikTok from a, a doctor, Always. a weight loss doctor, um, who was A, saying that the AMA, the American Medical Association, designated obesity as a disease in 2013. Yet, a lot of medical professionals, a lot, especially insurance companies, still consider and see obesity as a behavioral problem and not a medical one. And this is why part of it is why these medications have to be tied to a disease in order for insurance companies to cover it. You know, and it's like, and if they are specifically for weight loss, it is harder for you to get. You have to get a prior authorization. You have to have like tried maybe other things. Like there's all these sort of like barriers to getting it. And the people who benefit the most from it aren't able to get it, like aren't able to, you know, afford it. Because even when you think about the cost of it, like it's it's not like you're getting it for like 10 bucks with insurance. You know, like some people are paying, you know, $50. Some people have to pay like $100 copay for it. Like, you know, some people are lucky enough not to pay anything for it. Like, bless you and your employer for having really great insurance on that end. But it's like, man, like how, how hard do we have to make it to get healthy in this country? I mean, we've talked about, you know, access to food, you know, in this country, um, you can have access to to food in your neighborhood, but it's not food that's going to be good for you. Exactly. And that nobody wants to do, like, I shouldn't say nobody. There are people who do want to do things about it, but where it would matter, the people who can have where it would matter, they don't, they don't, they just continue to let the, exactly, it's like falls on deaf ears. It's just like, yeah you know this could make a difference. Like if they had more grocery stores here, if there were regulations to say, yeah, we need a certain stores, we need stores in this neighborhood. You know, like there are times when the government can be too involved and there are times when the government needs to be involved. I think oftentimes they're just not involved in the ways that they should be and they're overly involved in other ways that they shouldn't be. And I just think this is an instance where 
we could definitely have with more regulations and say like, you know, if this is a food desert, if this is a food insecure area, why is like we nobody should be nobody should live in an area like that that should yeah. not be an issue where people can't get fresh produce they couldn't you know get more fresh food healthier food that should never be an issue i mean food shouldn't be an issue anyway um yeah. and it's just you know again it's just sad it's sad and you know again there are people that will fight you too for nail about that make up every excuse in the book as to why this shouldn't happen and to me that is so sad too. that is so sad it's so sad. You don't want people to have adequate food. It's so sad to me. I can't wrap especially, my head. Especially a country that's going to, you know, vilify obesity, mm-hmm. right? And then be like, oh, terrible, evil, bad, ugly, whatever, all the yeah. things that they use to describe fatness in America. But you won't do anything to ensure people actually have access to the things that would help them that would help them make, you know, whether the healthier choices or just be able to move more, be able to just eat fresher food. Because sometimes they may be groceries in our communities, but they be having some terrible uh, options for, for for veggies and fresh fruits that, I don't know know if I'm frozen. I think you get frozen. froze. (laughs) You froze. Well, I... Oh, well, I didn't freeze for me, I, but I, you froze. But now you're back. <laughs> okay, you were frozen for me, so okay. I don't know. <laughs> but hope you know. Hopefully, this recorded. You know, you if y'all been following, y'all know we don't be we don't be editing out any of our. We really don't edit out much. So y'all just gonna see it as it is. You know, y'all just you know what we're trying to say. You know what we're saying. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk about this we'll roll with you here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But you know, like, how are you going to vilify obesity? And how are you, you know, really going to say like, this is something that needs to be, you know, you need to do something about it, you need to change, you need to, and then not actually do something about the access to food, you know, the walkability of a community, Mm -hmm. you know, how safe a community might be, like all these different things that kind of contribute to what we should be quote unquote doing to lose weight um and you're not gonna help you're not gonna help and then there's middle, and you're also gonna put barriers and you're gonna make people feel terrible for taking it or you know using it because it's helping them like you can't have it both ways you can't have us want to be healthy and like you want us to lose weight and then when there's something that's actually helping, but because it's not doing it in a way that you think fat people should lose weight, then you're gonna be like, no, you know what? You're gonna, you, I don't know if you saw it. They're like, you're gonna get this Ozempic face. I was like, Ozempic. It was it was the dumbest thing. I'm sorry, I heard. it was the dumbest thing I heard because all it was is you know when you lose weight, your face is gonna slim down. Your face slims down, right? Your face slims down. It might sag a little bit because you know you're gonna have loose skin. You're losing yeah. weight. You know if you're not taking collagen supplement, if you're not doing all these things that you could help you to keep it plump and everything, yeah. it's gonna happen. Like anybody that loses, you know, a lot of weight. Yeah, one time. Yes. You're gonna you're gonna look like they're like, oh, you're gonna get this skeleton face. It's not skeleton face. It's just what happens when you lose weight. Well, you it's know what? To do with the medication. Oh. But you know what? The skeleton now, now, okay. They want to talk about a skeleton face. Yeah, we got models on the runway who don't even weigh a hundred pounds, but it's okay for them to look like a skeleton. But somebody who's trying to improve their health, they can't look like a skeleton. Now, I'm not saying right versus wrong, but I'm just saying, yeah. think about this. People is need to think about it's that. the conversation. Now, these are the conversations that people need to be having. Like, think about what that person just said. Think like really. We got models who not even a hundred pounds soaking wet, but that's right. okay. That's but, okay. But nobody's saying anything. Nobody's being like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, not, let's not, let's not, you know, demonize them." Yeah. Uh, but again, it was like I read that, and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" 
I'm telling you, these industries, especially industries that are based on people being fat and sick, are saying some of the most outrageous things about this medication. Because what is it? It's cutting into their profits. You know, imagine if imagine if everybody that was obese took this medication, lost the weight, got healthy, stayed on a health journey for the rest of their lives. There's no, there's what, nobody's going to the doctor to prevent anything because they're like, hey, I've been preventing. I'm good. My numbers are good. Everything is fine. Like, you know, you might not have all these things. You're no longer buying, you know, the slim fasts. You're no longer getting like your, your teas that are going to slim your stomach. Like all these things that are part of our capitalistic society for fat people, they're no longer buying it because there's this medication that they're able to take. To me, it screams capitalism. It just screams sort of like we're, we don't want to lose our profits. We don't want to like, because a lot of these like fitness gurus and health gurus that are out here, you know, sort of demonizing this medication and these medication options that exist for obese people. I'm like, are you afraid that you're going to lose money? It's like, is that, is that what's going on here? Because that's what it sounds like to me. That's it. To someone who's taking this medication, who has benefited from it, who's numbers in a month improved like in one month my numbers went went well I was one of those that went from double digits to like a single I was like my doctor was like I remember you saying your doctor was like this doesn't happen and she's like right this doesn't happen she's like this this is like this isn't like people have go a long time with like and I was like she's like was were you just taking the the injection because she was like I I misunderstood. I was supposed to continue taking my other medication mm-hmm. while still taking it. So I misunderstood, but I was like, but I was feeling so much better in just a month of taking this. Like I started sleeping better, like all these things. And my doctor was like, like, you know what? It's working for, for you. We're going to continue and, you know, and see you back in three months. And we'll, you know, we'll reevaluate and see where you're at. But I was like, but to see that improvement and then to hear other people have very similar journeys mm-hmm. and then then to hear all these other people coming out and being like oh no like this is bad for you like oh my gosh you, you wait and see you're gonna be one of those like people are gonna have like a lawsuit you know because you I was like I was like look I'm preventing diseases over here I was like yeah. I am contr- I'm being able to control what I eat I've been I've been able to eat healthier make better decisions which you know because you're not ago, as hungry. even i'm like you just you like whatever the medications are doing like you're really not as hungry like you know you probably have to eat smaller things throughout the day because really a big meal is just not happening like yeah. that's just very few and far between um yeah. I, I know for me it's, you just can't eat a lot at one time no and then when i do eat because i don't have these like I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, like hunger pangs or whatever it could be. Like I make better choices because I'm no longer, you know, coming from a, a mentality. I don't know. I don't know where I was, you know, three months ago when, before I started four months ago, where I was like, I don't know how I was making decisions in food because it wasn't, it's definitely not the same decision I was making today. I was like, and it's definitely like, again, if you have, if you yeah, you froze on me again. I've never been an obese person. You froze like, like a popsicle. Okay, you coming back. You so back. look, I got the dreaded my internet connections unstable. You came back. What? <laughs> you back. Now, oh shit, I spoke too soon. I finally you, just, you were frozen in a cute little way, though. You were looking like so precious. <laughs> Am I back? Am I yes, back? you back. Yes, finish your statement. <laughs> you know, like... I don't even know what I was saying. I'm done. Well, you know, I think, you know, we, we, I think we've come to a probably good point uh, and, you know, to probably wrap this up, but it's just, yeah. again, you know, we're going to continue talking about this and, you know, I, you know, I'll close with, Lord, I hope this doesn't open up the can of ferns, but, you know, one thing people have so much to say about this is because this is happening to people that are deemed undesirable and that you shouldn't care about. Yeah. Just like with food insecurity. You know, just, you know, like drug abuse, whatever. It happens to people that society here in the United States have deemed we shouldn't care about them anyway. 
So we can say and talk about them all that we like. But however, when it happens to white people, it's a whole different thing. And the example, example is like we've had for years, we have this whole opioid addiction. It's been a thing for years. It has, it has been nothing new within the black and brown communities. It has, you know, drug addictions. It's, you know, has been happening. I mean, shoot, we can go back to the crack epidemic in the, in the 80s. But it's not until these things start affecting people that it's not so like it's not supposed to affect, then it's a whole thing. Like when we start seeing housewives in like the suburbs being impacted by opioids, oh God, we gotta have like a whole public health emergency. Yeah. This is such a big thing. Like, what are we gonna do? Yet other people have been dying for years and you nobody gave a shit. But that's all I'm saying. Um, until next time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think just to kind of close out and give final thoughts, I think I agree with you. I think, um, and the, the, the crazy part, and, I, and we can get into this later, is the people that I've seen taking the medication is definitely more white individuals. Yes. Than, um, than, you know, women of color, men of color, just, you know, people of color, um, which is a, a whole other episode mm -hmm. to kind of unpack there because uh, it's been very interesting uh i haven't seen a lot of uh people of color pop up on my on my feeds uh that are, are talking and sharing about about mm -hmm. their journeys um but yeah i think it's it's sad that we continue to have these um just attitudes towards obese individuals um to sort of continue to shame them to make a feel less than to make us feel less than right because it's it's me it's yeah, me that yeah. people people are talking about and in us you know to to try to make us feel like we're not worth um anything that we're not worth being able to make medical decisions and, and then sort of do what's best for us and that there's medication out here that's helpful and you have so many barriers you have, I mean, you have doctors who aren't willing to prescribe this to people who are like, hey, I see this happening is helping people like, can we talk about it? And they're like, oh, no, like, that's not for you. Like, that's not, we can't have that conversation. Insurance companies are like, no, you, you can't have this medication because it's, um, it's a, you should try these other ones first before you can get this. And there's these whole barriers to getting it. Um, and then or insurance company is just not covering and then you you're dependent on a savings card of a company like I am um but that savings card is going to expire at some point so what do you do so I think there's so much more to unpack I think there's so much more conversation so this is the first episode of a couple more where Martina and I will continue sharing our thoughts and our experiences uh not just with the medication but just really digging into insurance um and just the healthcare and continue to talk about healthcare in America, uh, racism within all of this, these structures and in the role that that plays um, in, into who has access to the medication and who doesn't. Um, so, you know, I think we're definitely going to come back. Um, this probably will be uh, a couple episodes that, that we'll do and, and, and be back uh, with more, more to share and more to talk about and, you know, and, yeah it's 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 gonna be i think it's gonna be a very interesting sort of series um for, for us I'm, both, yeah. but i'm interested if anybody have comments too i'm you know <laughs> i'm interested in you can is anybody else on this journey or know someone or just have any you know insight you are willing to share please do yeah you know you can you can comment uh if you're on youtube you can comment you can reach to us our contact information is is around you can find us on uh instagram or facebook and reach out to us there uh but we'd love to hear especially if you are taking one of the uh medications that are that are out there i know like the big ones that you hear about is like ozempic and like wagovi and like manjaro and there's other ones that you can take so um definitely interested to kind of hear people's uh experiences and if you disagree with us, go ahead. Let us know why. You know, we would uh, like to hear. And as we always ask, be respectful and, and kind with your comments. Um, 
and then we'll you know we'll, we'll kind of have you know some discussion around that but thank you for watching listening uh to to us as we're coming back from our our hiatus um we've been on and we look forward to just continuing this conversation and we look forward to either uh talking to you um and you know in the next couple episodes so you know join us uh, next week as yeah. we continue this conversation take care Bye. Bye.